The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But Jesus said to him, Friend, who set me to be a judge or arbitrator over you? And Jesus said to the crowd, Take care, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then Jesus told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly, and he thought to himself, What should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich. God. The Gospel of the Lord. I'll begin this homily with a thought experiment. I'll ask a few questions and just in your own mind see if you can answer these two sets of questions. The first set begins with this inquiry. Can you name the actor or actress who has won the Academy Award for the last three years? Can you name the 10 richest people in the world in the order of their wealth? Can you name the Heisman Trophy winner for the last three years? Can you name the most valuable player in the Super Bowl for the last couple of years? My guess is no, we can't. But now, let me ask you a second set of questions and see if we can do a little better. Can you name the high school teacher or university professor who really impacted your life, helped you not just to learn, but to learn about life? Can you name the person who came into your life at a time when you were really struggling and you needed a friend and they were there and they helped you, went out of their way? Can you name the coach if you were involved in athletics and your younger years, can you name that one coach who was so influential in your life at a time when things were not too clear? Can you name that favorite relative who always seems to be there for you and invests their time? Well, I think the answer is yes, we can name those people. Now, the difference between the two groups as far as our culture is concerned is that the first group when those events happen, the award of the Academy and so forth, lots of media presentation, lots of splash, lots of commentary, big events, nobody remembers. They're fleeting. The second set of events, maybe we're very quiet, unobserved by the world, but to you, to me, very, very relevant. This set of questions, this thought experiment, goes right to the heart of our readings today. 
We begin with the first reading from the book of Ecclesiastes, written by King Solomon. And he should know this teaching from the heart because he was king at a young age of 18. He had everything, wealth, peace on all borders. He ruled at a time when Israel was king of the world. Every sensual appetite was satiated his whole life. And he had also the gift of intelligence. God had given him that so that even the queen of Sheba came all the way from Africa to sit at his feet and to learn from him and to see the opulence of his kingdom. But now he's an old man and he writes this book, one of the most depressing books. He also wrote the book of Lamentations, which is kind of a funeral dirge. He's writing at an old age, and he looked back at his own life, and he says, vanity of vanities, I've wasted my life. Because he was very, very selfish. So much so that he got addicted to his passions, so that in his old age, he was dominated by those passions, didn't really care for God or his people. And as soon as he died, the kingdom of Israel split into two factions because he didn't govern according to God's purposes. And now he's writing this to all of us as a teaching moment. Don't repeat the mistakes that I have made. The word vanity comes from the word vapor or mist, something that's here one second, gone the next, very fleeting. That's what Solomon is saying. A life lived without Reference to love of God and love of neighbor is like a vapor, gone. So that at the end of your life, you wonder, what did I really do that made a difference in anyone's life? This thought experiment was brought home to me this past week when I was on retreat. This was a staff retreat from our family of parishes. All the deacons and priests were there with our support staff. It was a preached retreat, basically on this theme. And one of the exercises was write down on a sheet of paper all those people who really mean something in your life that you really love, like your spouse and children and relatives, co-workers, and so on. And then push the fast-forward button on your life and go right to the end, and now you're at your own funeral. There's people coming now to speak eulogy. What would you like them to have said? Write your own obituary. What would I like to say about myself that I'd like other people to hear? And then, how are you living now, presently, that will give effect to these sentiments, either by others or by the obituary? What actions are you taking right now in your life? What changes do you have to make? It goes right back to this vanity of vanities. And it also takes into account our psalm response from Psalm 90. The psalmist now speaks of God and he says, You turn man back to dust like grass. In the morning it flourishes, in the evening it fades and withers. So teach us to count our days that we may gain a wise heart. Just again, that reminder that life is so short, so fleeting, that we best take account of what we're doing presently. 
and orient our life to God and to our neighbor, which is what the second reading is inviting us to do. St. Paul to the Colossians says, since you have been raised with Christ, and of course that's us because we've been baptized, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on the things that are of the earth. Now, this is a repeated theme throughout the scriptures, and it's so repeated that you have to think, well, God knows we forget. We get pulled back by all of the worldly things that we can become attached to, addicted to, and God is reminding us again through these readings, set your minds on me, and I will direct your life, so that at the end, you don't have to say what King Solomon said, vanity of vanities, it's all been fleeting and of no account. Jesus brings the point home in the gospel where he tells this little parable about this man who worked hard and was very fruitful in his farming so that he had so much in his barns that he was now faced with a dilemma. I can't fit any more in my barns. What should I do? It didn't occur to him that maybe he should give some of it away to the poor and enter into this joyful life of God. Rather, he says, I'll pull down my barns and build bigger ones so I can stuff more of my possessions into my life. And just look at the self-referential aspect of that little statement. He uses the personal pronoun I five times and my four times. What should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build bigger ones there. I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Eat, drink, and be merry. Notice those last few words are two of the deadly sins gluttony, and sloth. That's where his life has led him to. Jesus is reminding us, because there's such an urgency in his statement, this night you will have to give an account for your life. That's said to us as well. We're not faced with all that work of having to pull down our barns. We have a different way. We simply rent more self-storage units and place much more stuff in these units. This is a multi-billion dollar industry that's cropped up in the last 30, 40 years. You see them all over the place. But again, God is reminding us, forget doing that. Give it away and enter into the joy of my life. When we do, every time we give ourselves away, whether in time or talent or treasure, our soul becomes larger more capacious in the sense that God can bring more into our life, which is ultimately heaven. So this is good news today. Even though it's a dark message, that's how it began with Solomon. It ends with such great beauty in the invitation of Christ. Let us reflect on our lives. Push that fast-forward button and say, this is how I want to be remembered. This is the legacy I want to leave behind that I was generous, kind, I was forgiving, 
and I joyfully live my life in reference to God and love of my neighbor.